They say everyone has a book inside them, and often that's where it should stay. I really can't help but be aghast that the author wants you to pay. But we're just a pair of absolute bookends who don't want to be like us. So if you want to read, pick some quality literature rather than this dross. Hello listeners, welcome to Two Absolute Bookends, where we read books so bad you should burn them before reading. This is episode 7, Pants Guard, and this week, arguing with me over who gets to hold up the red book is Louis. Hello there. And this week, we're reading chapter 7 of The Way the Stars Fall Rebirth by Louis Stockton, who has a Patreon you can support, and a YouTube channel you could subscribe to if you're so inclined. So, in this chapter, mm, not much happens really, it's quite a short one. Tona wakes up, uh, realises she's been tied up and she's next to some guards. They try and rape her. She manages to kill them, well, most of them, and then she escapes to look for Jack and the Tranquility. And, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think it's one of the shortest chapters so far, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right there. But still, what do you, how do you feel about this chapter, Louis? I think you liked some aspects of it at the very least. Yeah. Um it's uh well we'll get into the uh the amazing naming conventions of the guards uh which is the inspiration for the title of this episode. Uh that's it's probably probably a highlight of the of the book so far. And it will take a lot to top that, I think. But yeah, there's uh I think this this is the first rape of the book as well. So that's or attempted rape. <laughs> attempted, attempted. Yeah. You know, Tona is a strong, independent woman that don't need no man to save her until the next chapter. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, short and sweet. Yeah, this this might actually be less than an hour, which would actually be a nice change. I have to listen to all of these when I'm editing them, you know. So, I know I I want to begin with like. One of the things I want to bring up is kind of like to do with the whole chapter, but so Tona was unconscious. Mm-hmm. Did they like for and for like all the time that Jack's been in the cells with the insurrectionist? Yep. Like how long is that? Yeah, this is, I made the same observation. Uh, well, we know that Jack was in his cells for at least an hour. It says uh, probably longer. Mm. Um, so that's that can't be healthy. To be unconscious for that long. Yeah, you know. D- does Tona have brain damage now or something? Yeah, I think they recommend... Well, I don't think they recommend being unconscious for any length of time, but... If it's something gonna, to be avoided. Yeah, if you're going generally. to be unconscious, try and be, like, at the most, a couple minutes. Seconds, yeah. ideally. But not arms. Yeah, and like... Given how they seem to be doing things in this universe, I'm guessing she was unconscious from a head trauma. I don't get the idea that they, like, chloroformed her or something, though I suppose it's possible. Mm-hmm. I suppose it may have been drug-induced. It doesn't say, but you don't get the impression that they're likely to treat her that gently, though, I from mean, the way the rest of the chapter goes. Fargus did say he wanted her in one piece, so don't yeah. want to damage her head. I guess so. They just want to, yeah. But regardless, like, she, you know, she's very effective for someone that's been unconscious and tied up for an hour. She's quite strong and sprightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, and as far as I know, she's not a particularly, she's not known for her combat 
Like, what, what actually is her role again? I can't even remember. I mean, she, if I recall, she was technically part of the military, such as it was, but I thought in, like, a sciencey research side of it. Right. Um, yeah, Fargus refers to her as a military official, but, again, that doesn't necessarily mean that she was combat-facing or anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she does even later in this chapter say that while she knew how to shoot a gun, uh, her aim wasn't the best. Yeah, she learns from her dad. Yeah, there's a weird, uh, again, just a grammatical error in the first paragraph of where literally one sentence after the other, Republic has a capital R and then a lowercase r in the next sentence. I don't know if yours has that. Yeah, mine's got that one as well. Yeah, it's where we're comparing the two different uh, universes that that they've allegedly or somehow come into. I like how they refer mm-hmm. to this Fargus as the alternate Fargus. Yeah, he's not their real Fargus. <laughs> this isn't the Fargus they know. This one has a fat ass. <laughs> Do you think the other one has a fat ass? I don't know. Like, is that like a sign of evil? Is it like in Star Trek when everyone had goatees? Does everyone in this universe have a fat ass to show they're <laughs> evil? I like how she describes, like she when she awakes from her far too long unconsciousness she's like uh, she began to move but found her hands and feet bound probably with rope or tie binds again it's another weird instance of the author not choosing to like uh, not know exactly the details of the story Um, but I love how it's probably with rope or tie binds well first of all what is the tie bind I don't know, maybe like those plastic kind of like yeah. draw things, but I think. Not, they're but... not even like vaguely similar. Like that's just like saying her her hands and feet were bound by something that might bind hand and hands or feet. Like, mm-hmm. this, why even bring up that possible difference? Like why, why even say that if they're two different things? Yeah, like how... How has she been sort of like restrained that she can't look and find out at the moment of realizing that she's tied up, or even feel like you, you, there's quite a big difference between rope and those like plasticky things? And later, yeah. I mean, later on when she actually does pull them, like break them free somehow, uh, it says it snapped with a loud crack, so can't really have been rope. Yeah, that sounds more like the plastic tie binds or Which something makes it like that. Even more unlikely that she. How the hell did she actually break free of that? I don't know. Struggled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's that's another thing, like... As far... I can't work out when in the book she breaks out her hands. Yeah. Like, it says yeah. that the restraints that hold her feet snap, but nowhere that I can sort of record did it ever say that the ones on her hands break. I mean, it must do, but, in, but I never... That's sort true, of like managed yeah. to find a bit that says it. Because she definitely has her hands like free, obviously, to shoot people. Uh, spoilers. Mm. Uh, and, and like the guys, when he's trying to rape her, is like, uh, hold her hands back, even though they should still be tied. Because, yeah, you're right, it just says she breaks the constraint, the restraint that holds her feet. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The only thing I can think of is that 
the guards broke them, but why? Did they do yeah. Surely that only make raping her harder, breaking her hand restraints. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, like, that like that weird, like, inconsistency of knowing it is, like, well contrast in this chapter, because they're here... The the author's voice doesn't know whether she's tied up with rope or tie binds, but then later on, later on, where a, a stray shot impacts over her shoulder and devastates a hanging picture of what she would later know to be the Imperator of the Imperials. So, like there, it very specifically goes to say something that she definitely does not know at the time, but the author thinks that we should know. Yeah, it doesn't really. It's not. I don't. I don't get that reference yet. Like it doesn't really make much sense. Maybe I will later on. Is that significant? Yeah, it's basically he's a character that we will meet. I can't remember quite how soon in the book, but later, a bit later in the book, basically the head, like the leader, like the emperor of the Imperium. So like the guy in charge in this alternate universe. Right. But that's why I think. Like that's weird. Like because, like you say, you don't know who that is as a person reading the book for the first time this is, so why go for such a specific reference like i i would have thought that the thing to do would be to describe the uh, the guy in the picture if you wanted to draw attention to it like describe what he looks like and then let people draw the conclusion later on if they recall when they get this description of the Imperator when you meet him, it's like, oh, he was the guy in that picture earlier. That makes sense if they ever reread it or something like that. Yeah. But just to go, but they shot a picture of the Imperator. Not that she knew that. It's just like, what? Well, at least... <laughs> Who's, whose aid is that for? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. You could, I see, I could see you possibly describing the room beforehand, like, you know, the giving a bit of context, not just suddenly like, oh, and yeah, this picture, this is the Imperator, yeah, it's been shot, by the way. Yeah, like, like I don't know, if I was going to do something like that, I would say that the, the, the picture should have been like described at some point earlier in the chapter, in some detail mm-hmm. enough that you'd be able to recognise it later, and then you would, off, would somewhat offhandedly mention that the bullet went over her shoulder, like ruining the picture that was described earlier. Mm-hmm. That would, I don't know, that would have seemed... And then later on, you'd be able to get from the description of the Imperator, just like, oh, that was who was in the picture all along. He must be the Emperor, kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have seemed like a more elegant way to approach the same end, but what do I know? I'm not a published author. I just read books. I like the uh, description of the guards. So the guards are... When Tona awakes, she sees them playing some sort of card game that she doesn't recognise, apparently. Uh, mm. I like how the the guards are talking about the ship that, you know, the uh, tranquility that's been parked up in Docking Bay 5 about why one guard's sort of confused as to why Fargus is taking such a liking to it. I like how it says uh, he placed a card from his hand into the string of cards on the table followed by a string of sighs from the other players. That's just a funny image to me. Just like everyone like going <sighs> and also the fact that he's used like string of cards and then string of sighs like, yeah, like immediately after yeah. each other. <laughs> And just like, couldn't you think of any other synonym for that? Like, 
just like followed by a chorus of sighs or something. Yeah. Something else. Also, yeah, string of cards. It's not really like a... I don't know. It's just not immediately what I would think of if I was describing some cards. Mm. Like I know what you mean. <laughs> place the card on the table. Would that not work? Uh, and then the the other guard is like, haven't you seen it? It's one of the biggest ships. It's way bigger than anything else in the Imperial fleet. And then it says the first guard laughed and sighed. Why is that funny? <laughs> so he he exactly says, uh, yeah, have you seen it? Um, it's a beauty, a huge ship, bigger than anything in the Imperial fleet. Ha ha ha. Like, why is that funny? Yeah, and then from from like immediate, like, hilarity to wistfulness I was like oh it's funny but it's sad (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh. but yeah just this goes back to something that I remember complaining about in last week's episode but why are they here there's like we know that like they've had the tranquility under siege they've managed to break through been beaten back and Hollister and like his band of merry men have busted off into the ship and reached like the inner sanctum where Fargus's room was and they killed those other two envoys and that these four people are, plan- are just sitting here with their rape plans and cards why are, why, why are they why aren't they out there with their pistols, their rifles, their pants and their doors and fighting the good fight, what, God what, damn it! Why isn't at least one of them in the prison <laughs> guarding the prisoners who have just escaped and are about to revolt? Yeah, like, like I could, like, you know, of all the times to let your men have a little bit of fun raping prisoners, this isn't the time. There'll be plenty of time for rape once they've managed to capture the ship. And but right now, they've only it's got chaos. they've only got two weapons in that entire room. Like they're not even all armed. One of them's mm-hmm. just a door, door guard. Yeah, <laughs> his job is to watch the door. He's helping. I, I don't. I don't know if that's always his job or just in that particular rape scenario. <laughs> he never gets a yeah. turn. Come on, guys. <laughs> I was like, hey, someone has to watch that door. That's true. You guys. <laughs> Uh, Get back in there. (laughs) So yeah, after Tona breaks her restraints, the guards all sort of like, uh, all sort of like stand up. As you say, they grab the two weapons in the room. One of them grabs a pistol and the other a rifle. And yeah, like I like it says, it took them. Every guard turned to her, but it although it took several seconds for them to realise she was escaping. (laughs) Yeah, like like I wonder what was going through their heads in those few seconds. Is this like? Like, I'm not sure, like, was she tied to anything else or was she just tied up and trussed up somewhere? But regardless, like, this woman I'm imagining prostrate on the ground, now with her legs flapping about as she tries to stand up, now she's got them free. Maybe her hands are free now, we don't know. But it was like, what? what? Oh, the princess is yeah. awake. <laughs> and uh, at that moment, we get our first uh, chuckle. Oh, so, yeah. I guess it's time for another edition of chuckle vision and this week won't disappoint unlike the last few weeks because we actually had two chuckles this chapter they're bringing it back we're getting a little bit of mirth from the rapists on board the combat observatory station yeah. and four laughs as well just so you know for a these cha- are a very yeah for a chapter with the attempted rape in it 
pretty good it's for Chucklevision. A very jolly time, apparently. Uh, yeah, the, the first chuckle is uh, after they notice that she's awake, and uh, the second chuckle uh, is before they rape her, or attempt to rape her, right? For some reason. I mean, when would you chuckle? <laughs> yeah, but just going to that second chuckle, it's quite funnily, it's quite, like, terribly written. Uh, the other guards began to laugh, chuckle as one of them pushed everything off the table. Like, that's... The other guards began to laugh, comma, chuckle, as one of them pushed everything off. Yeah. He just couldn't Problem. decide whether they were laughing or chuckling, so he had So both. why not both? Yeah. Why not both? Yeah, and when uh, when they realise she's awake, they one of the guards chuckles and grabs her by the hair, uh, dragging her across the room. And he, they describe her as half a scream, half a cry from Tona's lips. Uh, but then instantly after that, she says, fifth you, and spits in his face and tries to kick him. I just find it a weird contrast between, like, one minute she's like a damsel in distress, like, screaming and crying. And then she's, like, spitting in their face and, like, fighting them back. Well, one thing, I'm not sure if she actually, like, physically spat at him, or if she's saying she spat the words, Feth you at him. Mm, it does, Good. yeah, Feth you, she spat in his face. I guess you could read it either way, there's no real... Yeah, yeah, like, like I, I hadn't considered it from that from your point of view until you said it just now, but now I'm like, yeah. Maybe, maybe she did spit into his face. <laughs> yeah, and I also found that a really weird euphemism for being smacked with the butt of a rifle, <laughs> where it says, um, one of the other guards pushed the butt of the rifle into her cheek, sending her flying into the corner. What an odd way to put being smacked in the face with the butt of a rifle <laughs> was pushed into her face. Yeah. It's like, that sounds so he, much lighter than what seems to have been described. Yeah, he, he like, pressed it up against her and went, yeah. And then she flies off into the corner of the room, with bang! <laughs> I mean, apparently he hit her hard enough that one of the other guards was like, hey, Fargus told us to keep her in one piece. That, that saucy devil. That saucy ninety-three-year-old devil. Uh he—he he doesn't even care that she's so going to be used goods. He knows what's coming. <laughs> I like, yeah, and it says um, that guard who said that keep her in one piece. Uh, it says the first guard told the third, the one who had hit her with the rifle. Why is there this like distinction that the guard with the rifle is somehow arbitrary the third? Well, like the third what? The third yeah. in, like. In terms of like, what? We, no idea. We have. You're right. At this point, we have like nothing to distinguish them from anything. At this point, we don't even know how many guards are in the room. <laughs> yeah, but we know that Ooh. for some reason, the one with the rifle is third. Is and... the third out of question mark guards in the room? <laughs> Why didn't he just say, you know, the guard told said to the one with the rifle or something like that? You know, worded a bit better than that. But why be? Why number them? Like, as if they've all got, like, numbers on their, like, shirts. I'm number three. I mean, yeah, I just don't know. That's very odd. <laughs> yeah, just, why not just the first... Why is the why is that one the first guard? Also... And why is Rifle the third? Also, like, <laughs> duh. Like, of course he's talking to the guy who just hit her with the rifle, when he's like, hey, 
Fargus Taurus Keeper in one piece, as I think you just mentioned, we only know of these two guards right now. So, who else is he talking to? Oh, I, actually, no, my bad. We, I, we do know how many guards there are. I think. Oh yeah, one, one, yeah. one grabbed his pistol. Another took a, his rifle from the rack. The other two quickly jumped out of so the steel chairs. Wouldn't that make the rifle on the second one? If we're going, because that's the only order that we've had them so far. In is in terms of their how they're described. He describes the pistol mm-hmm. one first, then the rifle one, and then these two other ones that stand up. Why is the so, rifle one the third? Yeah, so is first the pistol guard? Yeah, he's got to be right. He's like maybe he's got a pistol, and he's the one who's like trying to rape her. So then, who's second? Is it door or pants? You decide, Wait. listeners. Oh God! Wait. Pistol. We, we need so yeah because pistol and pants can't be the same. Is pistol guard the one who even grabbed her? I don't think think it. This says one of the guard chuckled as he grabbed Tona. So maybe it wasn't pistol guard that grabbed her. So maybe pistol guard isn't first. I reckon pants guard is first. Sadly, he's so important he doesn't need to carry a weapon. He's first for me. <laughs> then I guess second is pistol. Third, rifle, and fourth is door. <laughs> yeah, that's always a fourth. surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I don't. So, so this is like an entirely Elijah-sanctioned rape. Because it says uh, he's he's told us to keep her in one piece, but he said we could have some fun with her. Yeah. So why, so why does door guard have to guard a door? Who are they guarding it from? This is fine. Literally, the guy in charge said, fill your boots, rape the girl. So, so so who's he looking out for? Just other guards. So he can, like, wave them away and go, you don't want to come in here, mates, so they don't have to, like, share her out or something. Aren't they? I just realised, based on the last chapter's description, they're in the guards' quarters, right? I think so, yeah. Like, if, if where Hollister and Jack were heading towards is the same place... They're in the guards' quarters. Like, what if they are conscious of people coming in? So enough that they have to have a door guard. Probably don't want to do it in like the basically staff room where I like to imagine this room is like the staff room where there's a coffee machine in the corner, (laughs) like a mini fridge, a vending machine full of like cheap packeted qualm pies. Yeah. Jack hates those qualm pies. They're just not the same. They're not the same as what the chef on the uh, tranquility makes. Yeah, but like again, here's but here's like another case of like Tona being like very like physically abused. Like she was smacked in the face so much with a rifle butt, so she was thrown across the room. Then next, a guard laughed and picked her up by the neck off the ground and pressing her up against a wall. And, like, she was like that for, like, a a decent stretch of time. (laughs) Let's not forget that she's only just recently recovered consciousness from being out for, like, an hour to immediately get hit back on the head again with a rifle. Yeah, and now being basically strangled while Mm -hmm. a guy starts undressing her (laughs) in preparation for the rape. So, (laughs) 
basically, th- this is all leading up to how on earth does she manage to effectively take these guys down so well in a minute? Just bear that in mind as we move on. <laughs> I like how reckless they are as well, like with the rape, is in that they're, they just like push everything off the table. Like, how are they going to finish that card game? Sadly, they've lost their place. They yeah. don't know who. String of cards everywhere. Uh, I know. I'm guessing that guy won. I bet, no, I bet side. he was losing and he was like, oh, I'll, let's do it on the table. And, like, cleared it off, cleared off the table. Uh, tactical rape. Yeah, smart. <laughs> yeah, and when they, when they push her on the table, um, one of the guards drops his pants and was about to step forward when one of the other guards steps in the way. That's a bit gay, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> how close proximity is that to, like, this guy's, like, naked, or he's certainly taken off his trousers, and, <laughs> and this and guy just, like, suddenly stands him in between. <laughs> nope. It's like, me first. No, not with her. I like how, uh, um, sort of enthusiastic the guy is like pants all the way down <laughs> just like just like but leaving enough room between him and Tona that like a guy has space to get in between them at this point or not enough room and then it's really awkward <laughs> yeah he's just worming his way in just like no <laughs> and uh, the, the guard who steps in the middle is because he's not happy that this guard is going first and then he, they list off a a string of girls in the past that they've raped. Only with only the description of their hair colour to describe them, which I found weird. Like the blonde insurrectionist, the brunette from the cargo ship, and the other brunette from the girl from the strip joint. The guard who what? had Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> yeah, then, I mean then, you're right. But then what? the other brunette <laughs> from the girl from the strip joint. The guard who had the pistol stated, putting a hand on his waist. Whose waist is that? Is he putting his hand on his own waist and like a sassy like? I'm going first. Or I was put... always imagining the sassy, but but did I don't he put his hand right. on the other guy's waist? Like no, <laughs> this guy with his trousers round his ankles. He puts his hand on his waist. Mm-mm. I think this guy. No, I ship this relationship between uh, <laughs> pistol guard and pants guard. Yeah, it's. It's a shame they never get to live out their life together. Yeah. If anyone wants to uh, start any uh, Pistol Guard X, uh, Pants Guard uh, fan fiction, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Leave it in the comments. (laughs) I will definitely read it. (laughs) At home in private. (laughs) For research purposes. (laughs) But yeah, it is like weird that they... Decided their hair had to be the descriptor, despite the fact they're all from like quite like separate situations. They would have known who you meant. Just like the insurrectionist, the girl from the cargo ship, and the girl from the girl from the strip joint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that last one. I don't think anyone forget that because I I don't even know what that means, but it sounds grim. Does that like? I don't know. It's sort of based question of what are these guys doing? Like, what is their job? What are they guards of? If they guards of this station, I assume that means this station has a strip joint. This place has changed. It it has. It's not the. Our tran- Elijah wouldn't let that happen. No, it's not the tranquil uh, 
Trade Voyage Station 58 that we'd want Not to Not anymore. It's a seedy, rape-filled den of villainy. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I like how... So this is when we start going into the guards being described by very simple... Uh, just words, basically, to in order to describe them in the most simplest way. I feel like the author just got tired of saying the 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 guard who had the pistol, the guard who had the rifle, the guard who was standing by the door. So he just reverted to pants down guard, pants That's guard. I, I like that pants guard does eventually evolve into pants down guard. <laughs> so. Yeah, you've. What's that? Pants guard is evolving. So wait, so wait, uh, so pants guard. I take. Uh, is this your like using the uh, UK or American English for pants? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean you got to assume if his pants are down, his trousers are also down. Yeah, because like I, because I was thinking like, because if he's pants guard, is that because his trousers are down and he's showing his pants, but then he evolves into pants down guard when he takes them down as well? Uh, well, uh, but at later, what point does that happen? <laughs> well, later on, when Tona kicks pants guard, she causes him to trip over his pants, so his pants must be down. Whether they're his trousers or his pants, they are definitely down. Yeah. I, I do still like that he's just decided to, like, shuffle around and do this rape with his trousers about his ankles. <laughs> yeah. <Come back. laughs> you know, it's like, you know, not, you know, not just, like, unzip the front, not take them off entirely, but <laughs> instead, you know, it's like, drop them, just like, I like to say, far enough away that someone else could get in between him and have an argument. He was just going to, like, shuffle up to her while the other two <laughs> held her down. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's his thing. <laughs> That's his fetish. I like it to be awkward. <laughs> for everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh god um, but yeah like sorry we we have been we have been affer- referring to these guards by their like official names as I like to imagine they'd be in the credits from yeah. like before the book refers to them as such just like pants guard or pants down that that's the only inconsistent one pistol guard rifle guard and door guard it's either that he got tired of describing them in such a way or that he put in placeholders and they never changed them but it just <laughs> it's just such a strange decision but i like it <laughs> you just like it cuz it gives you door guard yeah i like you door, love guard. door guard <laughs> and then uh Pistol guard is like, no, I want to go first. I prefer redheads. He told pants down guard, who only punched pistol guard. Nice. Yeah, like, I was like, who only punched pistol guard? I like the fact that <laughs> pistol guard didn't do anything about this, and like, I like the balls on pants down guy to punch someone with his trousers around his ankles, as if like if they had got into a fight. Yeah, punches a man holding a pistol while he, in fact, has his trousers round his ankles and is just about to start raping a woman. I mean, just like, this guy does not give a fuck. But yeah, like, I like that. Feth you, she is mine, he retorted and moved again. He's still like, going across that room. <laughs> still hasn't got there yet. He's a shuffling. <laughs> The table's just in the complete opposite side of the room. Uh, I'm going to get there. 
Why did you move so far away to drop your trousers? You were right next to me when I was pushed down here. <laughs> yeah, and Tona then uh, kicks at Pants Guard, causing him to trip over his pants and fall over backwards. Yeah, uh, after Door Guard distracts them by telling them to be quiet. Yeah. Before someone hears and comes to check on the... Like I say, sanctioned from the highest point rape. Nobody on the ship uh, is going to stop it, except for, like, Jack and the crew. And there's another uh, weird distinction of how long it took someone to realise something's happening, where it says, Pistol Guard did not realise what was happening until half a second after the Pants Guard was lying on the floor. Well, again, it's. I think it's, it's definitely... It's not the first time, and it's not even the second time, that he's used a weird arbitrary length of time to describe how long it takes someone to realise something it's just Mm. so specific and strange half a second until he realised how dumb are these guards as well it's like he's on the floor horribly slow reaction times it's like yeah he only realised that Tona was free the moment her foot collided with his face now, I'm trying to picture this. Is she just really flexible and capable of, like, head-high kicks? She or is on was a table. This... I was about to say, or is she still on a table, so this was, like, flailing still, up high? See, imagine imagine sitting down and trying to kick someone with at full power from a sitting-down position. That's that's not easy. Enough. She must have strong legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it caused him to drop his pistol and fall back over one of the chairs. The guard at the door and the guard with the rifle reacted first. As far as we know, they were the only other two guards in the room. Those mm, other two have been both. Guard. But no, that's what I'm saying. The guard with the the guard at the door and the guard with the rifle reacted first. That's implying they both react, right? Surely. Yeah. Wait, what? Because it's saying and the guard with the rifle reacted first. So I'm not even sure what they're saying. It's saying the two the two guards that haven't been put on their fat ass like Elijah. Both reacted. That's all it's saying. I don't know what the first means. The only way they couldn't react first would be if the other two stood up before they noticed what was going on. Mm-hmm. I like, but, yeah, and it says the rifle guard began to raise his rifle, uh, and the guard at the door had turned to walk out and find some backup. I like, like how nonchalant that is. He turned to walk out as this as this, uh, <laughs> as this prisoner manages to like grab a gun. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just step outside. Yeah. <laughs> door guard knows when to leave. Yeah. There's nothing here that needs a door guard, so his job is done. Well, he doesn't have a gun. He can't guard that door anymore. Rifle, rifle guard is like the worst rifle guard ever as well. I'm going <laughs> to raise my rifle now. It's raising. Still I'll get raising. You. So, yeah, she has, she has time to... I mean, we're going to assume, for the sake of argument, that at some point while she was pinned on the table, they decided to cut, like, her hand restraints. Because that's just the only way things make a sort of sense here to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, you know, in the time it's taken for Rifle Guard to react and shoot, you know, she she kicked one man in the face, she, uh, who tripped over his pants and fell down. She kicked another man in the face, who flew over a chair and dropped his pistol. She managed to get off the table... Pick up the gun, stand up, get her bearings, pointed at uh, pointed at rifle guard, and shoot him as one as rifle guard single shot like misses her narrowly. 
Oh, yeah, this That's... is a, this is a person who is not much of a shot against someone who is literally a rifle guard. Yeah, that that is their calling in life. And I like how um, actually she manages to do all that, and he does actually manage to get a shot off. Uh, but what I like is that it uh, that he missed at such a close range. Um, and it's, I like the explanation of either the guard was a terrible shot or just missed by accident. Are those not exactly the same? I was <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like nobody really ever intends to miss unless it's a warning shot. And I'm pretty sure this isn't a wa- meant to be a warning shot at this point. It doesn't even make sense if it. Yeah. Like, it's saying it, either it was a terrible shot or he just missed by accident. I, if yeah. he is trying to go for what you're saying, in that he was either t- a terrible shot or he deliberately missed her, what it should have said was either the guard was a terrible shot or just missed on purpose, which is literally the opposite of by accident. Yeah, just yeah, th- those things are just the the sa- the same, you know. Like yeah, he either I mean, missed like, or he missed. I mean, I suppose I suppose that you could argue that. You know, he he could have been a fantastic shot normally, but in the heat of the moment, he fumbled that one shot. So, you know, I think he's trying to make the distinction just like, either he's always awful, or he was awful this once, but I don't know how the distinction matters at all to anyone reading the book. (laughs) Just like that line of thought, just like, this guard whose sole, like, purpose in the whole story is to shoot one bullet from his rifle that he misses... But was he usually a good shot? These are the questions that need to be answered. Ah, but hang on. Maybe we're not reading into this enough. Maybe. Because that, that stray shot is the one that goes to shoot the uh, the leader of the Imperials. Maybe it's like some con- subconscious metaphor. Like, oh... He, oh, shit. He, symbolism. Yeah. Like he... Oh, the Imperium's going to be taken down by its own inefficient, uh, inefficient warriors. Oh, <laughs> there's going to be a revolution. Yeah. Deep symbols. <laughs> yeah, and so after he misses, she, uh, in that moment of near death, fires the pistol and kills him with a single shot. And then she manages to, before the other guards have gotten up, she manages to just kill them as well. But Dorgard's well, safe. Yeah, Dorgard, he's, he's walked off. He's like, oh, a few seconds down the corridor, he, judging he by the walk. Like... <laughs> Shouldn't he be, like, running off screaming? Like, I would have thought that if these guys were off duty, there should be more people nearby around. You're like, maybe not like... Maybe not like next door, but in the general vicinity. Like, are these the only four people like on leave on the whole ship? <laughs> Is everyone else trying to capture the tranquility, but these four had it off for some reason? Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, that's like again. I just want you to like to like pictures. Like, Tona managed to do all this. She managed to basically overpower two men, then sort of like. Uh, then then kill three of them where with a with a pistol that she submitted even at her best she's not a very good shot with in like the course of a couple of seconds after being unconscious for over an hour smashed in the head with a rifle you know just like manhandled nearly raped held up by the throat for something uh, for something to the tune of like 30 seconds and she's got you her know, trousers down yeah Oh, I like to imagine also just around her ankles. She's been shuffling around for this point as well. <laughs> yeah. The whole fight scene is just like everyone shuffling. Get back here. Uh. 
somehow Dorgard has got his trousers on his. You look, you look out of the court corridor and he's like waddling off. He didn't even have to take his pants off. What's he doing? I just wanted to it's like, well, Everyone else was doing it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the chapter ends with her after having dealt with those guards trying to make her way back to the tranquility. Proclaiming them to be bastards as she fastens her belt. Mm-hmm. That's keep keep hold of that that she fastened her belt for the next chapter because I've I've skimmed through the next chapter and that's a bit of a inconsistency there. Yep, you're not wrong. <laughs> so you got that to look forward to. <laughs> but yeah, I think that really does just that does it for this chapter, as we said. It's a short one. Not much happens. We had some, we had just like some awkward dialogue, an awkward rape scene, and an awkward action scene as she manages to overpower them, and and then she she decides to head on her merry way. There's not there's not really anything to talk about, sort of like deeply in this chapter. It was just a rape scene played for laughs. And chuckles. And sighs. Ah. Such wistful rape. Anyway, as I say, that's us done. A short one this week, but still 45 minutes for like uh, literally a few pages worth of book. So you're getting your money's worth. And don't forget to support the author, Lewis Stockton. And we will see you next week while we're reading Chapter 8. See you later.